Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast about love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak, and today we're talking all about non-monogamy, swinging in specific. And I have the perfect guests because they have been happily married and active in the lifestyle for decades. Hi, my name is Dave Arena. I'm a stand-up comic and writer here in New York City. And I'm Victoria Arena, and I'm a writer and makeup artist. We are married. And we've been swingers for 20 years. So I met Dave and Victoria through a screenwriting workshop, and it was really fun to get to know them because they actually wrote a pilot for a TV series inspired by their swinger lifestyle. In real life, it began as innocent pillow talk. But when Victoria took the daring step to sign them up for a non-monogamy app, they had no idea what they were in for. Yeah, I literally thought I was going to throw up. I was scared to death. But not turned on? Not in the least little bit. Yeah, it created like this whole, like we were so silent the day after, just like. Oh my God. We drove all, the, my parents, like I said, lived like 40 minutes away. We drove all the way out to like the east side or whatever. And we didn't say two words. But don't worry, they quickly worked through that first awkward encounter and have been making it work ever since. We've been married for 21 years, and I think we've been in the lifestyle, what, about 20 of that? And to together, 24 total. So yeah, it was early on. 20 years is a long time to be happily swinging with your partner. So we are going to learn all their secrets in this episode. We also explore how they first got into the lifestyle, their initial rules, how they prioritize their relationship, the joys of sex clubs, and the swinging scene in Cleveland versus in New York, which is different than you might expect. Plus tips for couples thinking about dipping their toe into the swinging world and how to approach that delicate conversation. But first, Dave and Victoria have a really cute story about how they started dating in the first place. So we met on the phone. This is prior to... That's old school. Uh, yeah. yeah prior to... Sure. Yeah. Prior to even AOL. Like right before AOL kicked off, I guess you could say. So I was a nanny and he was a stockbroker. And he cold called my boss's house. And I answered the phone like midday. And he um, went into his pitch. So I kind of let him go into the whole spiel of things. And at the end, I said, well, I'm her nanny. I'm 21, and I have no money. <laughs> and, a, and he's like, oh, you're 21, huh? Well, are you single? And I was like, who's a stalker? <laughs> I was only 23 was, at the time, so not to— I wasn't It wasn't so, creepy. Right, it wasn't totally creepy. <laughs> it, was, it was creepy. It was yeah. creepy. <laughs> and he was like, 20, you know, 21, are you single? And I was like, um, yes, but— Ew, like, you know, why would you ask me that? <laughs> I was just kind of like taken off guard that he would even come back at me. Like, okay, you know but it's I mean? kind of flattering to be hit on. It was, it <laughs> was. I, I was kind of like, ooh, this guy's got kind of balls, you know? And um, and I was like, you know, can I take a message for her? You know, that kind of thing. Tried to fluff it off. Uh-huh. And he called me the next day at the same time. Dave, persistence. <laughs> yeah. Now, wait, you have to realize, because she'll make fun of me, that I have absolutely no game. I never had a girlfriend, really, and I never talked to women at all. So over the phone was my only, you know, like... You felt safe. You felt right, comfortable. That, yeah, yeah, so it would not have happened otherwise. Was his pitch good? Was his sales pitch good? Yes, he's a salesman. He really is. I cannot lie. That's cute. And his persistence was good too. Yeah. So then he called me the next day and we talked for maybe a little bit longer. Um, not much longer, but a little bit longer. And then he called me the next day, same time. 
and the next day. And the longer got a little longer each day. You're supposed to be watching these kids. They're like just. Well, no, they were in school. They were in school, (laughs) but yeah. So it was kind of like a safe time for him to call, which was interesting that he caught on to that. And then it it took about a month. Before you met in person? No, no, not even in person. No, this before he finally convinced me to give him my home number. Yeah. Oh. I would not give him my home number. Not that he didn't try and ask. He did. And I was like, dude, you're crazy. I'm not giving you my home number. You know, whatever. Even though there was a part of me that kind of wanted to. But like, I was like, you're crazy. No. You're like, call me tomorrow. Ask me then. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but I was looking forward to the calls during the day. Like I was playing hard to get. Right. Well, let me, hold on. Let me interrupt. You 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 were playing hard to get, so you say, but really... She's a scaredy cat when it comes to everything. I am. Which will go into how it took a while to even meet. And then that'll even go into like the lifestyle stuff, which is kind of funny now that we're in it so long, like compared to how it started. Definitely. So then I finally gave him my home number eventually. So then we were talking, you know, day and night. And we would talk for hours, hours at night. That's so cute. And we got to know each other, never saw what we looked like. Oh, yeah. Because you didn't yeah, have no social apps. media or anything no, like that. No, nothing existed. Yeah. So then finally, he was like, I'm going to meet you. I want to meet you. And I was like, nope, no way. <laughs> I mean, I was talking about self-conscious Betty over here. Like, I was like, no way. You know, I'm a curvy, thick girl. I was like, this is not happening. Like, I'm not ruining this. Like, I'm like kind of falling for somebody over the phone here, you know? I mean, you, when you're talking to somebody for hours and you're finding the ins and outs of this person and you're falling for somebody over the phone, you're really connecting with them. It's one of the most intimate ways to, it's like writing yeah. letters, but it's even more intimate because it's with your voice and. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the show like Love is Blind, right? Right. A lot of people have seen that show. So you're, you're connecting with this person on this beyond intimate level through a wall or through a phone, you know what I mean? And you're asking these questions and you're connecting with this person and it's like next level. I mean, when I say hours, I'm talking hours and hours. Weekends, you know, we would just sit on the phone. I wouldn't go anywhere. But then you get afraid even more because then you're like, well, I've invested. Like, I'm kind of like a little committed here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what if they don't like how I look? You know, like that's how that all came into play. Yeah, this was like pre the concept of catfishing, but was that a real concern, Dave? Where you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think it wasn't a concern in terms of like, because we we didn't have anything to go on, so it wasn't like she could have faked it. You know what I mean? And we both avoided the question. Neither one of us asked. Of aesthetics. Yes. Right. That's so interesting. Okay, yeah. I, I, you're both, I mean... Victoria, when you said that, that made me kind of sad that like modern day Victoria is gorgeous. I'm sure 21-year-old Victoria was gorgeous too. Why did you feel self-conscious? Um, I was always just like the girl that was the guy's best friend. Like uh-huh. I hung out with a ton of guys, mm-hmm. but I was just like always like friends with all the guys. I didn't date them. Right. I totally relate to that. I didn't hook up with like a ton of guys. Mm-hmm. I would hook up my girlfriends with guys. Like I was the matchmaker, you know, that type of thing. So it was just kind of like, I was like a good girl. Like I really was. Also to get a little more personal, we neither one of us really had any experience. boyfriend, girlfriend that were not, not a lot of experience. And we also were a lot heavier no. back then. So we, yeah, we, we like to say like, we, we've aged in reverse. Backwards. Yeah. yeah, we definitely have. <laughs> That's a good way to go. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so tell me about when it finally got, like, how did you wind up meeting? Yeah, so he was going on a trip to speak to a training class. And he said, hey, when I come back, I'm taking you out to dinner. Whether you like it or not, we're meeting, (laughs) finally. And he goes, I have a question for you. What do you look like? And I was like, oh. Like, it was like a freight train hit me. And I was like, well, I'll give you this. I'm cute, but I'm no Barbie. (laughs) That's what he said to him. I don't know why. It just verbally vomited out of my (laughs) mouth. And he was like, that's cool. That's what he said to me. He was like, that's cool. I was like, I don't know why I said that, whatever. So he literally still says that to me today. Like, if I'm getting ready for date night, he'll go, I'm cute, but I'm no Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) 
<laughs> so did you have an idea in your heads, though, of what the other person looked like at this point, or it was just a blank? None. He said he was an Italian. He, he was Sicilian. That's all he told me. Like, he's like, I'm Sicilian, dark hair, dark eyes. That's, like, all he said. And, yeah, no, we really had no—I had nothing to go on. So you're like, Joe Pesci. Okay, great. Right, right. We're <laughs> yeah. just- <laughs> like I had nothing. <laughs> Hopefully not like Danny DeVito or something. But, uh, <laughs> but you do, I mean, it's been so long. I'm sure we did have, like, I probably had some sort of, because when you hear a voice, you kind of think of, yes. you know what I mean? And then you're always like, oh, that's weird. It's not whatever I thought, even if it wasn't. But I don't think it was any kind of crystal clear picture in my head that I remember. But Okay, so he he gets back from the trip. Tell me about the meet cute. Yeah, he pulled up in a car and I had my two best friends were guys, actually. And I lived in like a double house and he pulled up and I put them downstairs in my neighbor's house. I said, listen, if I start stomping on the ground, he's murdering me. Come up and save me. (laughs) And they're like, well, you didn't stomp. And next thing you know, we saw you leaving with him in his car. And I'm like, he took me to dinner. (laughs) They were like, "Okay, great. You know, he made not one move on me that night at all not even trying to hold my hand. So I was like, all those months of talking and nothing. And I'm like, is this like platonic? Is it, what is this, you know? But it was cute. Were you feeling the sparks, Victoria? I totally was, yeah. Right away. Absolutely. I had flutters big time. I was like, I called my aunt that night. I was like, I think this is like the guy. Like, I think this is the guy. Like, I feel like I've known him my entire life. And she's like, well, you've spent the last six, you know, four months talking to him. You know what I mean? Like, obviously. I felt the same way. But yeah, it was totally, again, my lack of game. Like, there was one point, like, I'd go over there and we'd just talk, like, all night long. And she'd be up on her bed and I'd be on a beanbag chair on the floor in her room. (laughs) And finally, she was just like, you know you can come up here, right? And I was... (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, like, that's how I've been my whole life, just... The few times right I have, yeah, I haven't been hit on much, but the few times I have, it went right over my head until after <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's what they were trying to do. That's so funny. Dave, <laughs> were you feeling the tingles? Yeah. I mean, for me, there was just such a connection. Like, again, through the talking, it was like mm-hmm. undeniable because it was like we had already had that connection from talking for so long, I think. I remember catching him staring at me and I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, you're just, you're just cutie. That's what he said. He was like, you're just cutie. I can just imagine this. You guys have to write a script about it. What's funny about it is it wouldn't be possible today. Like, yeah. you know, maybe two people without social media, but like you wouldn't, it would be weird. You would start to ask questions like, can I see your profile? And no one's on the phone like that. That's a great suggestion because I we've never thought about that. Like the origin story of like, yeah, and what's interesting about that nowadays is it's compl- like, <laughs> when you talk about like, why is it relevant? It isn't. It's like completely like dinosaur <laughs> from what everything else, or, but it is in terms of like, that just couldn't happen today. You know what right. I mean? Right. And then you go from zero to a hundred. <laughs> yeah, we went quick. That's coming. But Okay. So yeah, what's next? So you finally, he gets on the bed with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When does um, it escalate? So, so, so I would say we, you know, we met in May on the phone. I would say we were officially dating in July. Okay. And I was moved in with him by the end of August. So it was like a little bit slow for that first month or two. And then yeah. it was like a freight train. Yeah. Yeah. Then she was moved in because I... First of all, like where we lived in Cleveland, I was a West Sider. She was an East Sider. It was 40 minutes away. And I'm like, I'm not coming out here. (laughs) And she had just moved into that place. That that was her first place outside of her parents' house. And she had only been there a couple months, which I didn't know at the time. And I had a roommate, a guy roommate. So, yeah, we just, I'm like, you can come out here. That was it. (laughs) Dave will tell you, Dave will tell you he had like this neat room with just a bookcase and a futon bed. And I came in like a storm with like bath and body works and candles <laughs> and soaps and sprays. <laughs> and it's been like that ever since. Our room is like a bomb went off in it and it drives me nuts, but I'm just like, <laughs> I know, that's just the way she is. <laughs> 
Were there any growing pains to living together at the beginning or was it pretty easy? It was pretty easy, I think. I mean, there were, the growing pains were our families were similar but different. We were both from Catholic families, mm-hmm. mine a little stricter than his. Similar backgrounds. I mean, both our parents were married, not divorced or anything like that. But I'm the oldest of six where my siblings were still very young. There were younger siblings. My mom kind of had us in two packs. Mm-hmm. Um, same mom and dad, but the youngest, there were 20 years between me and my youngest. Oh, so my damn. youngest sibling, when Dave and I started dating, was only two. Dave's mom had four kids in five years. Because there was such a big difference in age, she was more like a parental figure to a lot of her siblings. And me and her still, we still are, like as when I came into the picture. So, and it's not what this podcast is about, but she 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 had issues like her father was someone who, you know, he was kind of a shyster, right? Is that the best way to put it? And so- always like money problems and issues. So Uh when we first met, she was taking her paycheck and like paying for school supplies for them and stuff. And eventually I was like, that's got to stop. Like, those are your siblings. They're not our kids. Like, like, so stuff like that, that was like outside of really us, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? If that makes sense. So I guess that was probably one of the growing pains. And maybe my dad was like, oh, Crap, Dave's stepping in now. Yeah, I can't take advantage of Victoria anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that was a big thing too, to, not to get too much into that. But there, you know, yeah. there was some like abuse and stuff like that where it was like he wanted still that control, I think, a little bit. And it was like, no, this isn't happening anymore. And just a lot, you know, th- so those kind of yeah. things. But it was outside of like me and her, you know. Yeah. And you're pretty young, so you're, like, kind of negotiating yeah. those boundaries anyway, just in terms of how you deal with people and even people in your family. So, yeah. right. I mean, you got married, it sounds like, within three years or so. So you were already pretty quickly, like, we're a unit, we're going to do this, and you were just happily monogamous at that point? Yeah, we were always yeah. monogamous. We moved in with each other. I think we dated for a while, and we were engaged, what, a couple years. Um, but I know yeah. when we— when we got married, I was 27 and she was 25. So yeah, about four years total by the time we got married. And we had a daughter on the way. So like we had already, our wedding was already planned and stuff, but we we were getting married in April and our daughter was born in September or August. So August. Yeah. So Planned or unplanned? Unplanned. Unplanned. Yeah. Okay. Big Catholic wedding and it was already planned. And you know, you tell the Italians and they're like, don't tell the elders. Yeah, you're not the <laughs> first one. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, well, the wedding's already quite, like, it's only, like, a few months, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, away, so. They'll figure it out after. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a big shock to your dynamic, having kids? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shook our world. In what ways? Um, I don't know that we really planned on having any, to be honest with you. So it just sort of happened without you thinking about it. And then you were like, oh, fuck, we got to, <laughs> this is 18 years <laughs> or a lifetime, really. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a, I think it's another one of those things where we just, like, you get married, you have kids, like, you right. just do it. And then, I mean, this is going to sound horrible. That's what this podcast is for. <laughs> right. No, I do it. I do it in my stand-up act as well, but it's like. We love our kids, obviously, because they're here, you know, (laughs) um, and they're older now or whatever. They're almost, you know, adults. Well, one is two are adults, adults, one's 17. But yeah, I I think it's another thing that if we look back on it, we'd be like, you know, a lot of things about our lifestyle and stuff would just be, it would have been easier. It would have been more fun. We could have done other things. You know what I mean? All those kind of things. So you do look back on it and you, I, I, I don't. I never have regrets about anything, but you do kind of think about that, you know? Yeah, like yeah. it could have gone down differently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. Polly time. <laughs> All right. So you guys grew up Catholic. So I'm guessing you didn't have any Polly role models when you were growing up. And you no. probably didn't even think that the lifestyle was a possibility. Maybe. Nope. Yeah. So when did you get the inkling? How did you start to like wade into the lifestyle? You're going you're gonna to start a little bit after, I think, Vic. Well, I'll let you- How did it really start, Dave? You start and then Victoria- I know how it started. Okay. <laughs> well, no, you know how it started, but it's- go. You go ahead. You, you start it and then I'll- So it started with some pillow talk one night. And then a couple nights later, Dave had a comedy show. And he went out to that comedy show. And while he was out, I was surfing the internet and came upon a site that we had talked about. And I signed us up on the site. This is early internet, like what, 2000? Or no, 2003 or something? Yeah, that's about uh, 2000, 2003, 2004, somewhere in that yeah, range. Yeah, right around there. Yeah, that's why I wanted to, that, that's where I knew where you were going. But what led to the pillow talk, and even before that, is we started dabbling with like going to strip clubs and strip stuff clubs. Like, like, you know, right. and, and what was interesting is we actually would get groups of people, like we even had her sister go with her boyfriend at the time, and mm -hmm. we thought it was, and then we started realizing like, we liked it, but it was causing, like, drama with everyone. Like, everyone else was like, yeah, I'm not into, like. <laughs> You're like, we can't do this with our families anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Or, yeah, everyone else we took, like, they'd be in a fight because of, the, you know, or they'd get their head smacked. <laughs> yeah, maybe were, I should rewind a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Here, here's what was happening. So we were going to, like, these strip clubs. At the time, Dave had a, a company, and we were making a ton at the time, he was making a ton of money when we were going to this company. So we were going on trips and Get we were it. doing this and yeah. that. And I was making friends with all these strippers. And I and was like, I've been going Dave to strip like, clubs for how many years? And I never would get like a number. Like you just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and now I have like all these strippers in my phone and whatever. <laughs> and Dave's like, this is not normal. And actually, till this day, I'm really close with two of these strippers. Like till this day, they're like two of my like great friends. Most of the strippers I know are hella cool. Yeah. 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 And not down like about money. Like these two are just like good friends of mine. And don't get me wrong. Some of them are, it was just about money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Back then. And that's why I'm not friends with them anymore, obviously. But the two that I'm so close with, it was because of friendship. And it was just getting weird. Like when it was involving like, you know, taking my brothers for their 21st and their friends and <laughs> It was just a downright party. Managers were like, Dave, Victoria, what's up? You know, like, <laughs> we got this section for you tonight. You know, those kinds of things. It was just weird. And, I mean, it was just a full-on weirdness. But you guys were, like, kind of getting off on it because it, like, gave you these ideas of, like, it was a little bit, like, group sex in the idea of it, right? That's what you were into? Yeah. And so then it was turning into like really hot pillow talk. And then guys were hitting on me in the strip club. Like guys who were there to right. see strippers were hitting on me or the managers were hitting on me and the DJ was hitting on me and, you know, things like that. So it was just really like turning into like it was exceeding the expectations on top of that. So then Dave went out for a comedy show and one of the guys had told us about this website and I went on and was researching it and looking and signed us up on this website. And so when Dave got home that night, I'm like, hey, kind of got a surprise for you. If you're too <laughs> weird to not buy it, whatever. And Dave's like, what did you do? And I'm like, I signed us up on the website. And he was like, you what? <laughs> like, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, but look, this couple already reached out to us and they're in. And it was like a town like right over from us. 
And she said she thinks she knows your sisters from high school. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh, no. saying like all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. And that weekend, we ended up meeting up with this couple. Did you have sex? Yeah, it, it was that weekend. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. What was the pillow talk? Like, when you're going home from the strip club, is it like, oh, he was hitting on me? And, and Dave's like, did you want to do something about that? Or like, yeah, is it that kind yeah. of shit? It's, it's more, more, gra- yeah, more it's graphic like, than that. <laughs> yeah, it's totally like, like <laughs> do you want you want him to fuck you, don't you? Or, you know, yeah, things yeah. like that. Or, yeah, um, yeah. and you want her to watch or, you know, those kinds of things. And you were both, you both could tell you were like into each other. Yeah. Like, you weren't worried. Yeah. Like the other person doesn't seem like they're into it. You could both tell that you were both feeling it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. It's definitely about being watched or having him watch or me watching him with her, those types of things. Yeah. It's- and in fact, as we evolve into this, you'll see how that actually is also a theme that becomes what we're into. And even so much when we start getting into a little of the definitions, because even when you mentioned poly, like to us, poly means like relationships, like emotion. Like oh, you're so actually, you're open. So, yeah. You're yeah, open, open, you're not yeah. poly. Right, and even we open, are not poly. And, and open is the correct term, but even open to us is like, uh, like we don't like a lot of people consider themselves open because they actually go date or have like we do not do uh-huh. emotion at all, like no emotion, no relationship, no emotion. Not what to do say you call yourselves, ever- swingers? Yeah, swingers. Yes. Specific. That's specifically with no emotion. And it's not, that sounds cold. It's not like there isn't, we don't have friends. It don't does have, sound cold. Sounds like you're just out there murdering pussies, not giving a fuck. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> to us, everybody is just a vehicle or a toy. For instance, this first couple that you, like, that was our rule, like, because that's what you did, right? It was like, oh, only couple, couples only. Like, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. We set rules for ourselves at the beginning. Like, you know, we were going to only do couples. That's it. Tell me right. about that. Tell me about the rules. So this is after the site. Dave, yeah. you were stoked that she signed you up for the site? I was actually surprised because, again, going back to the scaredy cat thing, this is something she wouldn't normally do, like, on her own. So, yeah, I was more surprised, I guess. I think, Vic, you would categorize me. I'm not, I'm not a typical, like, stoked guy. Like, even when it comes to, like, women that are hot. Like, I'm, I'm grateful for whatever experience we have, but I'm not like, a, oh, I gotta have, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not. Did you have concerns, Dave? Yeah. Well, I think we both did, oh, which yeah. our biggest concern. We jumped into this with both feet and then realized, okay, we didn't even talk about any of this. <laughs> well, tell me about the rules going into that first weekend. So, like, what were the initial concerns post-Victoria signing up for the app and going into the weekend? Like, what was that preliminary discussion? Were you just like, I guess we'll see? Or, like, what did you decide you could do? Our initial rules was going to be that both of us were able to play and it would be in the same room. Okay. Like he wasn't yeah. allowed to go in another room with her and I wasn't allowed to go in another room with him. And I think the concerns were more general, meaning like you can't put this back. Oh, and condoms. We're going to use condoms. Well, yeah. But no, what I'm saying though, Vic, is like our concerns were not as much about the specific rules. Our concerns for the first time were like, you can't put the toothpaste back in the in the tube, you know what I mean? Well, we, like didn't, one, we didn't once, really know that until after the fact because we haven't gotten to the part about what happened after. Okay, so tell me. Tell yeah. me what happens on this first weekend fuck fest. <laughs> so we met them. So we lived, at the time, we lived across from this restaurant and we met them at the restaurant across the street and we had drinks and then we came back over to our house and we had a bar in our basement and so we came back over and had more drinks in the basement and then we headed up the girls were off to my parents house so they were over at an overnight and um headed upstairs to the bedroom and then it was a weird dynamic because she was the the other female was really aggressive and we kind of just were like off to the races because i was just like kind of holding on for dear life type of thing. And she being the, she literally, I looked over at her and she literally, I didn't even know if she was going to go through with it, which was also a concern because I'm thinking like, we're already going to town. She looks like she's about to, she was going to throw up on this guy. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I literally thought I was going to throw up. I was scared to death. But not turned on? 
Not in the least little bit. Oh. I was shaking like a leaf. What was it? Was it the not being able to undo it? I was, it, it was nerves. He couldn't do it either. But we could hear them. They were like bunnies. The guy that you were with, Victoria, couldn't, like your couple No, he was couldn't not- even perform. No, he couldn't perform. Oh. And so I'm immediately, I'm thinking it's me. You know what I mean? He's just not into me. And Dave and her are like going town, like, rabbits, you know what Uh I mean? And I'm like, you know, I can't do anything with this guy. So now I'm more nervous than ever. And he's apologizing to me. And I'm just like, this is like awful. This is just awful. You know, I've never had this happen. Like what's going on? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is a nightmare. It's like so a nothing bad day really happened. In front of yeah, your nothing really happened. Having a good day with this, me and this guy. Yeah, so he's all kind of like pissy, basically. So, and that's probably the worst case scenario for a first time because you're already nervous about how are we going to be, right? But then you're also you have this weird thing of like, now I feel extra bad because I'm like, well, is she going to feel some sort of way because I just went like full go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it created like this whole, like we were so silent the day after, just like. Oh my God. We drove all, my parents, like I said, lived like 40 minutes away. We drove all the way out to like the east side or whatever. And we didn't say two words. So on the way back, you know, our kids are little, they don't know what we're talking about. But on the way back, we, we end up finally talking because it was basically like, we can't be silent forever. So we have to talk this out now because we have that kind of marriage where we don't Uh stay silent forever. And I said, we've got to talk this out. And he's like, oh, I, I totally know we do, you know. And I said, I'm just sick to my stomach. I, I, like, I'm literally sick to my stomach. And he's like, well, you know, it's, it wasn't your fault. I'm like, I know it wasn't my fault. And I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. I just don't know what to do with this. And he was like, it was his nerves, you know, like that type of thing. And I'm like, I know. And so, I mean, we did end up meeting up with them the next time. And he, you know, the guy laid it on. Okay. He really did. It happens to a lot of couples. We've seen it time and time again, where a guy just can't perform the first time, and then they make up for it the second time, you know, that type of thing. And always the girl thinks it's her fault. She always thinks it's something she's doing wrong. And you got to say, it's nothing you're doing wrong. Trust me, it's nothing you're doing wrong. But being our first time, we didn't really know that. Like, we had so many other things to think about and nerves and wondering if we're going to be okay. So it was like that on top of it was like a big problem. Yeah. And because it was our first experience, yeah. Where this went wrong with this couple is that we were with them so often. This guy got in his mind that he was going to create a playbook And he literally carried around a spiral notebook and he would be like, hey guys, next time I was thinking we could try this. A playbook? Yeah, like he wanted to try all these different fantasies. Oh, he's like, I got a checklist, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck? And we were like, so we were thinking about trying a club. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm the building guy in our city. I can't do that. What if somebody sees me? We're like, then they're there too. And he was like, no, 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 I can't. I can't do that. We're like, well, we're going to try out a club. He's like, but what about an Eiffel Tower? Let's. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he, he had diagrams. He had all sorts of I'm things. Like, like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not about doing like a play-by-play for your enjoyment. I like exciting, but I'm not into your exciting. So that's just too much for me. Victoria, were you, were you jealous of Dave at all when your situation wasn't going well? Was it just, this is making me feel bad? Because you sounded like you genuinely were happy for him. I was genuinely happy for him. In fact, it got me off. Like for his pillow talk. Like when I I reconnected with him, that got me off. Like I pillow talked it in his ear. Like that was hot for me. Okay. So right away you had compersion and you guys were like- It just took me a day and a half to talk, pillow talk it off into his ear. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) To get over my own, my own thing. (laughs) Once we talked about it and realized we were okay and that it was nothing between us. And then that started us on the road of like, like Vic said with this couple, then we started thinking, well, this isn't what we want to do. Like, this is almost like dating. Like, and this is uh-huh. not. So then we realized, like, our thing yeah. is the excitement of what situations can we get into that we 
can have the pillow talk because that's really what the payoff is, if that makes sense. It's not even, this is going to sound weird because this is not how everybody is. It's almost like we don't even care about the stuff in the moment. And it's not that we don't enjoy it. And it's not that we don't find other people attractive. That's really not the, the excitement is what can we get out of it after? Together. You know what I mean? Together, right. There are things I do enjoy in the moment. Like, I love yeah. I love the chase. Oh, you're fucking other people. You're totally enjoying it in the moment. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to pretend it, it isn't about that, but. Yeah, I do love the chase. Like, if I see a really hot guy come in, I'm like, mm, I'm going to make that happen. She also likes to win, so it drives, like, if she, like, it drives her nuts. Yeah, if there's, like, a super hot chick in there, but I know she's almost, like, too hot, like, I'm like, Mm, girl, I'm going to make you so it's like you're too unattainable to that guy. So I'm going to get to you. I'm going to get to him first. Like that kind of thing. Oh, you're competing <laughs> with the other girl. I want to talk about your yeah, attraction. That's fun. That's fun for me. Are you both hetero or are you both bi? I'm situational. You're bi-ish? <laughs> bi-ish. Yeah, you're not, you're not really. <laughs> We're both heterosexual and then she, you, you play a little bit. She's like a yeah. one or a two on the Kinsey. Oh, it sounds to me like what would be a great fit for you guys, which I'm guessing that's where we're going, is sex clubs. Because you can go in and like have the kind of like hot experience, but it's really like about you guys. Is that what wound up happening? Yeah. So we, we started yeah. experimenting with clubs and different parties. And then we found, wow, exactly like you said, we're like, this is more our speed because different situations can happen each time. Sometimes they don't, and we always go in with no expectations, but it's that spontaneous, like, what's going to happen tonight kind of feeling, uh-huh. and, the, and the after talk that does it for us. Hey, privates. Boo, boo, privates with penises. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Our sponsor, Fleshlight, can help you reach new heights with your self-pleasure. And that is because Fleshlight is the number one selling male sex toy in the world. And they don't just leave you hanging over there. At Fleshlight, you can explore sex toys with expert guides and advice, especially if you're a beginner or you're looking to level up. If you have been listening to the show for a while, you know how I feel about self-pleasure. And it is very, very good. And I definitely endorse using sex toys. I have a lot of fun with sex toys myself. So with the Fleshlight Girls series, you can embrace your wildest porn star fantasies with a different porn actress every night. What? With the variety of models, sensations, and intensities, you can live out limitless fantasies. And you can automate your fantasies with a universal launch that fits most Fleshlight products. With its innovative touch control system, just set the controls, sit back, and enjoy. And you have pleasure right in your hands. Your pleasure is in your complete control. And as the ultimate male pleasure device on the market, it's as versatile as you are. Anatomical, stamina building, vibrating, or made for couples, you name it. You define your luxury moment. And I just wanna say, if you have any shame around sex toys, please don't. It is so much better than being weird with girls because you feel kind of desperate or whatever. Fleshlight just allows you to chill out, Wait for the right girl when she comes. And in the meantime, you know you are going to be getting yours and having a good time. So you don't even have to sweat it. And right now, Fleshlight is offering Private Parts Unknown listeners 10% off your order with our code PRIVATE10. So you just go to ppupod.com. That's the website, ppupod.com. You click Fleshlight and you use the promo code PRIVATE10 to get 10% off your delicious new device. Again, that is ppupod.com and enter code PRIVATE10 and it really helps support the show. It helps support yourself and your own sex drive. So go ahead and use the link in the episode description. We can all be horny together. We can keep this podcast going. So get yourself a flashlight and get yourself off. Has this ever caused drama in your relationship? Because you guys sound pretty chill about it. Have you had any like swinger moments that have been heated? God, I don't. That's a great question. I don't think there's been anything 
Well, I'm not, that's probably a naive answer. I'm sure we've had. Nothing big that comes to mind? Dave pouts. Don't get me uh, He pouts. When something doesn't go his way and he has a yeah. boring night, he pouts. That's our big, Because he thinks yeah. it's, he th- yes, he does. He's like, this was a boring night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, not every night's going to go your way, dear. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's true. <laughs> Because one night it'll be, like, great and hot, and then, like, the next weekend it'll be, like, super boring. Like, tonight, it'll be, yeah. we're going out tonight. Do your kids know? I think they've got it figured out. I mean, we're on every other week pitching our pitch. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a two-by-two shoebox, and they was talking about swinging, so I'm pretty sure they got it figured out. They're not stupid. But you're not, like, we're going to a sex party tonight kind of vibe. They see how I'm dressed. I'm sure they've got it figured out. They're pretty non-judgmental. Our youngest came out to us three years ago and I go to every pride with her. I mean, they're pretty, you know, we let them live and I'm sure they would let us live. And we've come out to my one sister-in-law who is gay, Dave's youngest sister, and she's so non-judgmental. She's like, I kind of figured it out years ago. Um, when you were dragging <laughs> me to the strip club, did anybody yeah, right, say right. that? <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, she was yeah. dating one of our stripper friends. I think she caught us one time, too, actually, at one of our house parties. In fact, I know she did, actually, because we've talked about it. And then my best friend also knows. But those were all just recently. Like, nobody else yeah. is. But yeah, I don't think we've had, going back to the, like, we haven't had really any big blowouts between us. I mean, there's been things no. where we... There's been things where, like, we have a really good respect thing. Like, if there's something that bothers us or we're like, eh, that was a little bit too much for me, like, we're really good at saying, yeah, I get it. We've done a lot of really big, like, firsts, too. Like, I sent Dave on, like, his first. There was a single girl he hooked up with in a hotel, and then she called us, like, the following night and was like. No, you mean at the club. (laughs) Yeah, at the the club. And then she called us the second night and said, are you guys going back to the club? And I said, no. I said, but I can send Dave to your hotel. And she was like, you would do that? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, I totally would like that. And I was like, okay, I'll send him over. She was like, <laughs> Dave, even Dave was like, what? You're going to send me Yeah, I'm like, are you sure? Because we've never like, done, we, like, we've done things with, we've done things where she has gone and done things by herself because it, like, that's one of my things. It's like excitement. hot Right. Is that exactly. what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she didn't, she would never, like, we've never done it the other way around. And I, so I was like, are you sure? Like, I was like, but uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. But again, <laughs> <laughs> Look how he played that all cool. He's like, yeah, that was pretty cool. And that's hot <laughs> for you too, Victoria, right? You knowing that you're like sending him over to like, fuck this chick. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. They sent me a video. It was pretty cool. Yeah, oh, that's another good example, though, of when I said she likes to win because she talked about, like, getting the other guy. But she's also, like, so that night that she was there, you know, a single chick, a unicorn, she's there. She was from out of town. All these guys are hitting on her. So she wants to be the one to be like, well, my husband's, you know, so she she just, yeah. she it has this competitive cool. like, thing. Like We were leaving and all the bouncers were like, you know, fist pumping Dave. They're like, two Dave. <laughs> only because I only because I only get a bone every so often. Like Vic gets hers all the time. <laughs> I'm like, Is there a difference gender wise? Victoria, are you more successful because you're a woman? Or no? Um that's what I've heard about swinging is usually Yeah, probably. Well, and our dynamic is like she can be with single guys or whatever. So a lot of things that other people don't do, we do. If that makes sense. So there's more opportunity, I guess, is what I'm saying, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So have you found a club in, because I'm I'm guessing you your first sex club was in Cleveland. It's got to be even better in New York, right? It's different. It's different. How? I would say the clubs in Cleveland, the scene in Cleveland is better than New York. Interesting. As far as I'm concerned. One, the space is a lot bigger because in New York, everything is so small or it's up and down. So you have these, in Cleveland, you have these two clubs that are big, warehousey, like a lot of private room. Here, like there's one club we go to here that literally has a few different like futons and there there's no private areas. Like it's all in the open. Like there's it's all no, open. Which yeah. is fine for us because of kind of some of the things we do. But yeah, it's space is limited. The club, you know, they're not, 
Yeah, it's just a different scene. But we we found um, there's three here that are pretty decent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How often do you partake? Uh, almost every weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are doing your, like, you're hustling your screenwriting careers and you're going <laughs> to sex parties on the weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. We sometimes even do. They even have, like, day play and stuff. Part. So we've even done that on like a Wednesday afternoon. So yeah, we, <laughs> we're yeah. out and about. I love it. Okay. So I guess, do you have any advice for anyone at the beginning of their swinger journey? I know one of your things in your project is like this character is like kind of a mentor to other people entering the lifestyle. So what would you say are your biggest tips? Communication is key. I mean, be willing to talk about everything and lay it all out there is the number one thing. I can't speak that enough. I mean, if you're not on the same page, it's not for you. If one person is even going outside of anything, it's just not going to work. You mean like going outside of what they're comfortable with? Yes, it's just not going to work. It has to be equal all the way across the board. Or a lot of times they even get into it on the wrong foot. Like one of them's trying to convince the other one to do this or to, you know, and that, those right. things always just blow up in your face. You're either getting into it for the wrong reasons or you're not on the same page communication-wise or you are you let emotions get involved. And when you said communication, Vic, like that, this will probably sound cheesy, that's one of the things we really love or I really cherish about this is it's made our relationship so much deeper just mm-hmm. because when you say like, oh, I married my best friend and we're like, really, did you? Because like if he looks at another chick, he's going to get hit over the head. You know, but for us, we can literally talk about anything. I mean, the conversations we have, like I assume most couples mm-hmm. probably would never be able to have. And that's what we really like out of it for the most part. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, we, when the emotion thing, again, there's going to be people that say they've made that work, but I mean, we had so many friends and situations where once the emotions got involved, it was like, I mean, we could call it. I saw a thing on TikTok the other day and the girl, poor advice on TikTok. The person asked, how do I explain to my wife that I want to fuck other people? And she's like, well, just tell her, hey. I kind of want to start having sex with other women, you know, and see how she feels about it. That is the worst thing you could possibly do. That's like saying, hey, honey, I want to cheat on you with other women. It just does not work like that. That's not how you get into swinging at all. How should someone approach that conversation? Are you supposed to hint about it? No, I think what, Um, Vic, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think what you're saying is not necessarily the conversation. It's the fact that she's coming at it from, I want to. Yeah, that you're making it about you and not making it about your partner. You're not even like remotely making it about you as a couple. You're making it about you, the person. And I think swinging is about you as a couple. So it makes no sense at, at all. Swinging is a thing you do together. Uh And always at the end, you're reconnecting as a couple anyways. Dave and I always reconnect. At the end, it's always about us too, whether it happens at the club, which 99% of the time we reconnect at the end, we finish together or we finish at home, one or the other, depending Mm. on the time limit, you know. And then you're talking about it later, which is the extra hot part, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people need to understand that. I think the reconnection is the most important part about the whole thing. Dave, what's your advice for approaching that conversation? I don't know. That's that's actually a tough question because I we just never would approach it that way. Like we would, ne- you know, like you could just tell that the other person was into it, so it didn't turn into this like awkward thing. Of- yeah, like I just I guess the warning sign there would be like if. I could never imagine telling Vic, like, hey, I have been thinking about going in sleeping with other women by myself, like, or whatever the case may be. And it's like, I, it's just coming at I, it. I would start with, like, sexy talk, maybe. Like, yes, not yes. even bring it up that way, but start yeah. with some sexy talk. I want to know all your fantasies. Yeah, see if there's common ground there. If there is there common yeah. ground of, like, oh, because maybe that person does want to see that. But ours has come organically from those those pillow talk and those conversations and then we can have the conversation and be like, well, that's great that you thought that would, ho- would think that's hot, but I'm not doing that. Or I'm like, okay, 
we can respect that. Like, I'll watch porn for that, but yeah, <laughs> good talk. Yeah, but there's a lot of times where we're surprised even with each other, where we're like, oh, I didn't know, like, okay. Like, you, she'd be like, I didn't, or there's even times now after 20 years where Vic would be like, I didn't ever want to bring that up because I didn't know if you'd feel weird about it. And I'm like, no, that's that's great. Yeah, some people may say start to say, like, I wanted to have, like, satin ties around my wrists. Well, guess what? Third floor is for that. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then you get them at least in the club door, through the club doors. It just can lead to other things. Mm. I'm not saying like, start light. The tough thing about that question specifically is it's not like, like we just talked about being open about communication, right? So it's not like it's necessarily a bad thing to talk about that. Like you have to get into it somehow. But where the red flag is, is like, if you're just coming at it like that, you've got to be careful. It's almost like you're asking for permission instead of saying this is going to be our thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, yeah. it's it's kind of like, you know, how can this be hot for us versus yes. how can this be hot for me? Yeah, like a, good ex- like a good example is when she told you the story about the single female in the hotel. Now, knowing that she normally wouldn't do something like that, I was very, like, don't, I'm not going to even pretend it was hot. The, the woman was hot. It was all hot, right? I'm, I'm a guy, right? But I wanted to make sure that she was okay with it. And I also saw the value of like, okay, I see what she's getting out of. I see where she's going with this and why it's going to be hot for her. But even then I was like, are you sure? Because if she would have even- Well, you took my cues too. Yeah. My roles. You're, well, yeah, your rules. Like she's like, hey, I want you home by this. I'm, you're not spending the night. Not that I would ever, I mean, you know, I never would do that anyhow. But there were rules. But I, if if there was any hesitation, I would have been like, I don't need it that bad. Do you get what I'm like? Do you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it or it wasn't hot. But I, it's not about that. It's not worth it if something, if I was like, okay, maybe in the moment you thought it was hot and now you're having second thoughts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of different ways to approach non-monogamy. And I think what it sounds like you guys are doing with your swinging is like a version of it that really like prioritizes you guys as a couple. And that's probably why you've been able to do this for 20 years and you're still together and you actually even work together and you don't hate each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We watched a great documentary last night on Netflix too, by the way. What was it? Yeah. Oh, wait. It was on Amazon Prime. Um, it's called American Swing. Oh. And um, it's about Plato's resort that was in the 70s and 80s here in New York City. And it was the it thing in the 70s and 80s. Big time. Ooh, hot wreck. Yeah. yeah, I just don't, I still don't think people realize like how much it goes on in like suburban areas and teachers and. No, yeah, I think you're totally right. Like there are a lot of suburban swingers and thank you guys for coming on Private Parts Unknown and sharing your swinger story. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a legit thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you guys want to tell the privates before we wrap? Try it. Go one night to a club. Look around. Yeah. You know, you can go. I want to go. You know, I've gotten a happy ending massage in Tokyo with my mm. fiance's permission. And yeah. I don't necessarily like we're tentative about getting into any non monogamy, but we do like the idea of maybe going to a sex club just for the charge of like, having people watch and like, totally. you know. The, the sister club of the club we go to here in New York is in LA. Oh yeah. What's it called? Well, Labyrinth is the one here. I don't know if it's called Labyrinth in LA. I've heard of Labyrinth. It is. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a big thing, right? Like even that is just the excitement of like, oh, like someone watching or even what you did, right? It's like, I'm sure you got something out of it after. I'm sure you didn't just come home and not talk about it, right? Oh, it was so hot. And I wanted yeah. to, I thought it was so cool that my, he was my boyfriend at the time, but versus fiance. But I thought it was so cool that he gave me permission. It like almost made me want to marry him more. You know, like <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> it's awesome that, he trusts me and and I didn't have feelings for the, per, like I was grateful yes. for the person's service that jerked me off. But really I like wanted to go home and, and fuck my boyfriend. 
And that's what it is Absolutely. in a nutshell. When, when I talked about communication and how it deepens, you experience that, what we get. We think it's so great that, and I know this is going to sound, maybe this will sound arrogant. I don't know. But we like the fact that we have something that a lot of other couples don't have. Like, And you've experienced that. Like, You've experienced that like, wow, we can actually talk about this. And there was no jealousy. There was no, and like, I actually appreciate that person more because of right. what happened. And that's what we experience all the time. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Victoria and Dave for sharing your delightful Swinger origin story. There were so many gems in there, and I think a lot of really good takeaways for other couples thinking about how to approach non-monogamy. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Private Parts Unknown. And of course, stay tuned. I have got lots more sexy episodes coming up soon, including the Star Garden unionizing strippers and drag queen turned elected official, maybe a girl. For the latest episodes, look down and make sure you are following us on your favorite podcast player now. On Spotify, it's a little like bell button and a follow. It's probably going to be follow or subscribe or something like that. But then you'll get notifications and you'll always know when the latest episodes are out. And to stay in touch between episodes, follow me at Courtney Kosak. That is K-O-C-A-K on Instagram and Twitter. And follow the show at Private Parts Unknown on Instagram and at Private Parts Un on Twitter. And hey, baby, I am shamelessly trying to hit the top 1% on OnlyFans before I retire. And I am currently in the top 3.5%. So close. So if you are interested in a Playboy style sneak peek at your girl, you can subscribe to my OnlyFans account at Coco Peep Show. I don't frequently promote this on my social media. So you heard it here at Coco Peep Show. And I would love if you could financially support me in that way. <laughs> And subscribe to the newsletter for the show at privatepartsunknown.substack.com. There is a link in the episode description for that. And shout out to Amy Rausch for the bomb-ass theme music. For more info about Amy and her music, check out amyrausch.com. That is Amy, R-A-A-S-C-H dot com. This episode was mixed by my ride or die audio guy, Michael Castaneda of Plastic Audio. And after enjoying this content, could we ask you for a quick favor? Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and give us a five-star rating and review. So we have had some rating and review goals lately and you guys have been rock stars about helping us achieve these. And we have actually hit a new milestone. So our goal was to hit 75 ratings on Spotify. And we have hit that number. We are currently at 75. That is so awesome. Thank you so much, Privates. If you have not given us a rating on Spotify, we've got a new goal now. We're trying to hit 100. So if you're listening on Spotify, if you go to the upper left-hand corner of our page, click the star button and then click all five stars, you will be helping us on our way. And it means the world. It really does. So thank you so much for helping us hit 75 on Spotify. And our goal for Apple Podcasts was getting up to 275 and we are currently at 260 so we still have 15 more to go over there and i would also just really love a new review on apple podcasts i would love to have something new to read on air so if you could please go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. Just say a little sweet nothing. Maybe you love Dave and Victoria and you want to give them a shout out. Maybe you love my quirky sense of humor and you want to give me a shout out. Just literally one sentence, what you love about the show would make my day. And a super easy way for you to give us a rating and review is just to go to ratethispodcast.com slash private. And they have multiple options where you can leave us ratings and reviews. So thank you so much in advance. And another thing is if you've already supported the show by leaving a rating and review, we just also love social media shout outs. You know, if you want to take a screenshot of you listening to the show right now and tag us in it, we will definitely repost that and it helps spread the word. And I just love knowing who's listening when I can put a face with it, when I can 
check out your profile. I am always honored by how cool the listeners of the show are. So I would love to get to know you a little bit better and we can help spread the word in the process. So if, if you want to take a screenshot right now or a selfie and tag us in it, again, we are at Private Parts Unknown on Instagram and at Private Parts Un on Twitter. We will repost that and we would love to get to know you. And one more thing, there is one more way you can help support the show. We are now on the Fountain app. So if you are listening on a V for V platform and you get value from this show, you can support us by sending a boostogram. And we have gotten a couple recently that I am going to read to you. We got a boostogram from user 51, a bunch of numbers who boosted 100 sats and said, great episode about our latest ayahuasca in Los Angeles episode from our Mind Trip series. And then we got another boostogram of 500 sats from Walter W who said, keep them coming again and again, the episodes as well, smiley face. (laughs) Funny joke from Walter. And that was in response to our last episode, fingering fist and cunnilingus tips for pleasing vulva owners, which is such a good episode if you haven't heard it yet. And you can leave us a boostogram too. You can head on over to the Fountain app or another V4V platform and leave us some sats. Thank you so much. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring. Love you, privates. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.